Welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending February 4, 2022. I'm your host, Laura Bardowick, and today I'm joined by investment strategist Alex Kuzley. Alex, the three stories that I would like to touch on this week are earnings season, and maybe if you could tie that a little bit into what we've been seeing with the tech sell-off, um, and then hop on into a roundup of cent- central bank headlines that have been out this week, um, and then economic data releases. So if all that sounds good to you, let's go ahead and start from the top and walk us through some recent earnings results. And, you know, again, maybe relate that if possible to what we're seeing in the markets right now. Yeah, so we're getting more further into Q4 earnings season and the general trend for Q4. So we came into the season with 22% expected earnings and we're now running at 25. So we have seen an uplift in uh, earnings compared to expectations. The last week has really seen a focus on tech. So we had some strong performances out of Apple and out of Google. Uh, And then in the last couple of days, it's been a lot more mixed. So we've had some pretty big misses at Spotify, at PayPal, and the big one was at Facebook, which missed. Uh, And the stock was down 26% on Thursday after reporting that, that earnings on Wednesday after the close. And then on Thursday after the close, we had Amazon report and the stock had been trading lower through uh, Thursday. We had the earnings announcement, which was better than expected, uh, including a 15% price rise for their Amazon Prime membership, which roughly equates to about 10% improvement on their earnings before interest and tax. And the stock was up and bounced back completely um, through Thursday. So the general trend so far or you know, on tech specifically is there have been some pretty elevated expectations coming into this earnings season. And, and some of those names have missed uh, and it's becoming a bit more bifurcated. And then of course, on the, on the other side, you also have the rise in interest rates we've had since the start of the year. Um, that have proved a bit of a headwind to some of those more expensive names. On a related note, speaking of interest rates, let's go ahead and transition to central bank news. So there's been plenty of headlines circulating this week. Can you highlight some takeaways for investors maybe focusing on US and Europe? Yeah, let's start with Europe because we had the ECB and we also had the Bank of England meet this week. And and the, the key theme for both of those is that they're moving in a more hawkish direction. So starting with the Bank of England, they did hike rates. Interestingly, uh, when we look at the voting, um, the voting decisions, uh, most of the members voted in agreement of the 25 basis hike. Uh, and the ones that didn't vote for 25 actually voted for 50. So that gives you a sense of, of how the Bank of England are thinking about uh, the risks around inflation and what they need to do in terms of monetary policy. And in their signaling, it does seem like there are more rate hikes to come, perhaps as early as next month, so back-to-back rate hikes. It's an interesting um, situation that the Bank of England find themselves in. England is still operating at a level far below where it was before COVID. Part of that is because of COVID. Part of that is also because of what happened with Brexit and the, removement of la- the removal of labour. Uh, as a result of that. So here's a little bit of a sad story. You also have utility prices um, increasing. Um, so there's kind of a double hit. Um, but you know, at the moment, the Bank of England certainly seem on a path of raising rates. In Europe, uh, President Christine Lagarde of the ECB uh, was a little bit more hawkish in her statements, noting that the risks to inflation in their mind had clearly moved to the upside. Uh, and in previous commentary, when they've talked about the idea of a rate hike, in 2022, they've said it's highly unlikely uh, and they've dropped that rhetoric. So, you know, perhaps towards the end of the year, if inflation plays out and is a little bit more, a little bit above their expectations, we could be expecting a rate hike from the ECB as early as this year. Uh, and then moving across to the US, we had the Fed meeting uh, last week. 
we've had some Fed speak since, and I think that the way that we are think the way that to interpret a lot of this Fed speak is that some of the more hawkish members have come out and seem to be a little bit more balanced in the way they're thinking about it. So they're talking about data dependency, uh, not really that. Uh, not in favor of a 50 basis point hike in March. So, you know, they're still on this, this shift towards tightening or, you know, moving towards tightening policy from very low level, uh, you know, very accommodative levels. Um, but, you know, it seems that those kind of worries about really, really aggressive policy, even for the more hawkish members, um, they're, they're, more, they're more in the uh, world of being data dependent. Let's go ahead and end on a note about economic data releases this week. What should investors be paying attention to? Yeah, so there's been some economic data releases. We obviously had the ISM uh, manufacturing and services, which are which are moving lower uh, services from a, still from a quite high level. Uh, we've had the ADP, the private employment report, which was negative, and we're recording this as of Thursday close. And on Friday, we obviously will get the non-farm pipe payrolls for the US. And I think that the market is preparing for a negative shock or you know a negative result uh, in terms of. Um, jobs. And there's really one big reason for that is the Omicron variant. We saw that in the private payrolls where a lot of the losses uh, in jobs were in, were in hospitality and leisure. So when we look at the numbers tomorrow, what we're really going to be looking for is the breadth of any job losses that come through um, to give us a bit of comfort around what that means for the, the, the nearer term. And we think that the market and the Fed will be doing the same thing. If it's largely focused on hospitality and on leisure as mobility declined, uh, and people were unable to work because of COVID, um, that's less of a concern. And if it's a broader based, uh, we think that probably would be a little bit more uh, of a worry, at least from the Fed's perspective, that they might be looking at maybe this idea of a progressive path is not as feasible. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Alex, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you all for joining us as well. We hope to see you next time. <laughs>